Hey, it's your girl, Ashley Gray, coming to you with another episode of Girl Code 101. And this is part seven and the end of my series called Growing Through Grief. Stay tuned. Hey, it's your girl, Ashley Gray, creator and host of the Girl Code 101 podcast. And I'm here to tell you that you can listen to Girl Code 101 all the time and not just on Sundays when a new episode is released. Go to www.girlcode101. All of the episodes are there from the very first one up until the most recent one. There are also opportunities to advertise with me as well as be a guest on my show. Yes, I'm doing that. Go to www.girlcode101.com as well as following this podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, The Works, all under girlcode101.com. So that way you can stay connected. Again, www.girlcode101.com. Hey, welcome to another episode of Girl Code 101. If this is your first time listening, welcome. I am so glad that you picked today to join the Girl Code 101 podcast. And if you are a returning listener, I appreciate the love as always. So if you've been following me this whole time since the relaunch of Girl Code 101, you'll know that I have been in a series called Growing Through Grief, which is um, discussing the seven stages of grief and just that entire process and how, you know, saying how that goes and how you feel during that process, um, because we've all gone through gr- grief or some of us will eventually go through grief. So, For me, I've been speaking from the perspective of losing my mom. I lost my mom in July of 2022. And so it has just been a journey um, to get to the place that I am right now. It's not, I'm not in a perfect place, but I feel like I am in a better place. So I feel like that even the the smallest steps of just, you know, going from not so good place to a better place, um, I feel like is great to start with. Never despise small beginnings because those small beginnings are actually stepping stones to the bigger goal, you know, saying that you want. But today... I am talking about the seventh and final stage of grief, and that is processing. So, you know, saying when we have the grief, grief and loss, we experience the shock. We experience the denial. We experience the anger. Then we try to bargain, you know, try to get figure out things. Um, And then sometimes we get into a state where we go through the depressive stage. You know what I'm saying? But then we come out of it into the acceptance when we, you know, we realize, okay, this is what happened, you know what I'm saying? But what's next? And then you get to the part where you where you begin to process the grief and the loss. And to process means to deal with and establish a procedure. And when I read that definition, I was like, wow, you know what I'm saying? Like to to deal with, not just to deal with it, however, all willy nilly, just kind of randomly, but to have a procedure, basically to have like a plan of how you're going to execute this processing. 
And I feel like that is so important because so many times, you know what I'm saying, we tackle things with no plan, nothing established. We don't know how we're going to do it. We're just just going about it. You know what I'm saying? If I'm swayed this way, then that that's cool. If I'm swayed this way, that's cool. But it's so important. <clears throat> excuse me. It's so important to have some type of a plan for this. The thing about grief and loss is everybody will experience it, but everybody's experience is different. How they um, experience grief may be different from how I experience grief. I've talked to, you know, so many people or have been, you know, around people who have discussed when they've lost somebody or something or, you know, a group of people or whatever the case may be. And their processing is always so different. You know, nobody that I've really talked to about grief, none of the none of their processes were ever the same. Like they were never on the same um, the same step as everybody else. Or they may have been on one step moving forward and then something happens and it's kind of like, you know, a little bit of a setback. But the thing with grief and loss is sometimes you just don't know. And what I've learned is sometimes it could be a memory, it could be a scent, uh, it could be just anything that will, you know, bring up some type of emotion. But what I love so much about the processing part um, is we've gone through all the different steps and then when we finally get here. Now, I don't want you to think like, oh, well, once I you know, once I make it here, like I'm not going to have to worry about, you know, maybe feeling the shock again or the anger or, you know, feeling kind of sad. Like the reality is we've lost something that is near and dear to us. Um, and that feeling of losing that, it gets better as you progress and as you deal with it. Um, notice that I didn't say it gets better with time. Like I, I learned when uh, during the time my mom passed and, you know, a lot of people say, you know, it gets better with time. But, um, you know, I don't think it was really so much of the time. I think it's more of it gets better as you deal with each part of it. I had saw this Facebook uh, meme and I saved it on my phone, but it was basically like saying it was a like an example. It had three jars and it had like this big black, um, almost kind of like a little bowling ball, um, a miniature sized bowling ball in a jar. And it was and the um, the jars were like um, small, medium and large. And um, it was saying like the first line was how we think grief really is and then it had three jars that were the same size um and no it's backwards I'm sorry so you had the three jars that are the first two jar three jars are the same size and it says like this is how we think grief is but in actuality it's like and it had different sizes of jars and it just gradually you know saying kept getting bigger but the bowling ball or miniature bowling ball you know what I'm saying was the same and so it was basically saying like um it's not so much of the time that you know heals our wounds it's the way that we process each moment each time a moment comes um what I'm learning is to not allow myself to have days of sadness you know what I'm saying I have my moments 
um, privately. Sometimes they kind of come out publicly and I, you know, I try to reel them in just a little bit, but you know, sometimes, you know, I, when I have my moments, I'm learning that they're what they are. They are moments. There are moments where I miss my mom. There are moments where I miss her more times than normal or um, sometimes I miss her a little bit more or sometimes, you know, so it's, it just varies. But I'm learning not to allow myself to make it where it's like days of feeling heavy and feeling a weight because in those days they turn into weeks and then in those weeks they turn into months. And then next thing you know, you're in this space of just feeling depressed and low and feeling like there's no light at the end of the tunnel and that's not how you know what I'm saying that's not how it's supposed to be so that's when the processing comes in and what I'm learning is um not not just as it being the last stage in grief but when you really think about it you've had to process through all the previous six stages there's there's had there had to been a time where you have had to figure out how to deal with the grief and the loss stage that you were in and had to come up with a procedure or a plan to combat that. So it's cool. You know, what I'm saying that, of course, you know, at the end, it's like now we get to process it. But we've had to process through the entire time that we've been dealing with the stages of grief. And I think that it is so important that we take that in. So, you know, what I'm saying where, where you're feeling like, well, I didn't process anything. You've had to process to be able to move to the next part. And that's why I say, like, don't despise the small steps, because, like I said, the, the small steps are really stepping stones to the bigger thing, the bigger picture or the bigger thing that you want. So when the loss originally happened, of course, like, like the first stage was shock. We had to process that, you know, we had to process like for like my family, we had to process the fact of, wow, like my mom just died an hour ago or wow, she really just died a week ago. So we had to we had to process that we had to, you know, what I'm saying we had to I say all the time we had to let it load like a computer that's, you know, trying to boot up. We had to let it load, um, you know, what I'm saying when we go through the stage of denial, we had to process that that denial like, OK, I I, I, I can't believe this is happening. And from there, having to figure out, okay, how do I how do I get past this? How do I get past the denial? And I mean the it goes on through all the rest of the steps. Like we had to process through the entire journey. Okay. It's just now the processing, I feel like it can be a little bit easier because we've kind of like hashed it out over time. Like, imagine if we had gone through all the stages of grief and did not allow ourselves to process it and feel it and then get to the part where we accept it. Like we, okay, I, I accept the fact this, that this is what it is. And then we go to the processing stage and it's unbearable because we didn't allow ourselves to process it before. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's so important to take in whether you're going through grief and loss right now or, you know, eventually something will, you know, come. Now, I'm not saying that to be pessimistic. I'm just saying that because the world is predictable. I mean, it's unpredictable. Life is unpredictable. So, I mean, different things, you know, come. But what I'm saying is to be able to allow yourself to process is so important. And not just to process it, but have a plan 
for what's next. And whatever that what's next looks like for you, because everybody's what's next doesn't look the same. So I don't want you to ever feel like you're in a place where you have to compare your grief journey to someone else's grief journey. You know what I'm saying? Both of you share a similarity of grief, but how you go about your journey is different. So processing comes in. And like I said, I just, I'm so in love with the definition. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you ever have like words that you know what they are? Like, you know what this word means, but it's when you go and like get the, the definition, definition, like the full definition of the word. You're like, that's wow. So the whole processing of dealing with it, that's what we've been doing on our grief and loss journey. We've been dealing with it. Now I feel like we're at the part now where it's like, okay, let's get a plan. Let's get a, a long-term plan to accompany us on this healing journey. Because I, and in some instances, I kind of feel like some things, um, me personally, some things that I, you know, process through with the different stages of grief, I feel like some of them were kind of like short-term um, uh, problems that were solved. Um, but sometimes I feel like I need, you know, needed something a little bit more long-term, you know? So for example, like when I was angry about my mom, you know, passing, you know, sometimes I would just kind of, you know, you know, cry it out or have my moments or write. Um, and that can be a long-term too, but I feel like at that particular moment, I use it as a short-term, um, solution. So... When I come back, I'm going to give you some tips to help when it comes to processing for the long term. Um, If you are in this stage right now of processing, I am so happy for you. And I am so grateful that you made it to this point. Because when I say grief and loss is so difficult, like it's difficult. And for you to come to the other side of processing is such a blessing. Like I said, when I come back, I'm going to give you some tips on how to help you process for the long term. So stay with me. I'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. So previously, I spoke about processing, which is the seventh stage, seventh and final stage of the grief journey. And just to recap, processing means to deal with and establish a procedure. So basically meaning after, you know, saying that you've dealt with it, it's time to make a plan. Um, And if we can pretty, we can pretty much say that on this grief and loss journey, we've had to make, you know, kind of like short term plans for each stage that we've gone through. Because we could, I feel like we just, it would be so difficult to just kind of wing it when you're going through grief because sometimes those feelings, they feel like a tornado, you know what I'm saying? Swirling around and you're kind of like in it. So to have something, some type of plan that you can have or some type of thing that you can do um, to combat that when that happens is so important. Um, and I just kind of spoke also about how like even through the times that we experience grief and we experience loss, the fact that we dealt with it is so important. 
even if sometimes we didn't deal with it the best way and then we learned to deal with it the best way. Like, that is important. That is very important because for some people, like, it, it can even depend on the type of loss. Sometimes that's unfamiliar territory. For some people, it's like, whoa, I never experienced that before, that, that it's too much. I was not prepared for that. What am I doing? So the fact that, you know what I'm saying, it was new to you, but you still persevered and continue is so important. But here are three tips to help you through through the processing journey and kind of helps with, you know, whether it's a short term um, journey or whether it's a long time. But either way, it's helping you move forward in your healing. Number one, write the vision and make it plain. And when I say vision, that is your plan. That's your idea. Write out how you are going to combat all of the different things that are transpiring when it comes to grief and loss. Because like I said, the reality is sometimes things can come back up. Sometimes a memory can be triggered by a smell or another person or something you've seen on TV. Like there have been times I've seen like a movie or a show or something that it was kind of similar to like me and my mom's relationship or our situation. And it would just kind of like, you know, tear me up. And I would have to be like, you know, remind myself like, hey, you know what I'm saying? You know, you, you, you took care of your mom. You loved your mom. Your mom loved you. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of having to mentally, like, talk myself through it. Because sometimes it can be very overwhelming. And when I say, you know, write it out and make it plain. Because so many times we have stuff in our heads that we need to put on paper. You know what I'm saying? We have to put it on paper to be able to physically see it. And in the event, like, what if we forget it? Or whatever the case may be, we can actually look at it. It's something tangible that we can hold on to um, that will help us when those situations come. So write it and make it plain. And this is really important because sometimes people will try to create a plan that is so super duper, like, detailed and, you know, intricate and all this stuff like that not to say there's nothing wrong with that but when you're in the early stages of trying to process sometimes just keeping it simple and plain goes a long way you know what I'm saying so for example if I you know I tell myself if I'm if I'm if I ever experience anger you know what I'm saying uh make sure that I tell myself that it's okay or you know what I'm saying make sure I'm not around anything so I don't you know like throw stuff I'm just using that for example like you know when you how you react when you're in when you have certain emotions so just making a plan for that you know what I'm saying if I if I'm feeling depressed I know to you know give somebody a call or you know what I'm saying don't be by myself or you know whatever you need so write out the vision first and you make it plain number two support matters a support team matters people matter in times like this I know a lot of times people say well I don't need nobody like I can do it by myself like you know it's, it's, it's it, okay like you know but it's like at the same time if I did not have my family if I did not have uh, my girls and family if I did not have my church family if I did not have you know friends that I trusted who were in, in a way going through similar situations I don't know and I, I want to have God number one you know what I'm saying like, I, I don't I can't tell you I cannot tell you because when I say my my family they call every day 
Like if I look at my call logs, sometimes some aunties call like six or seven times a day, which, you know, which I love so much because it's like my mom used to call me six or seven times a day. So it was like, you know, it's like, wow, like, you know, so having that support and then going to work and, you know, saying like my coworkers and my supervisors, like we just laugh and we have such an awesome relationship. And then like just having like my church family, their prayers and their support and just having like my pastor just being like so super cool and even like the different stuff that I had shared with him just him just being so open and loving and supportive just you know without having that big of a support system I cannot tell you um where I would be during this grief and loss process because it is a lot so get you a support system okay even if it's just one or two people get your support system you know what I'm saying and a lot of times people just like well if I call a person I have to talk on the phone listen I'm the type of person um, if you're going through something and you call me and you're like, listen, I know I called you, <laughs> but I just don't want to talk. I just need somebody on the phone, baby. We're going to sit in the phone. We're going to sit on the phone in silence. You do your thing. I'm going to do my thing, but I'm on the other, I'm on the other line. So if you ever, you know what I'm saying? If you have people like that in your life or you just, or if you have people that you just like, Hey, just, just come over. Can I, or can I come over there? But I just need to be around other people and I need, you know, what I'm saying some positive love and energy to be with, like be around me. I need that right now. I need somebody to, you know, what I'm saying crack me up and say crazy stuff and make me laugh. Like I need that. I need somebody who I could, you know, what I'm saying I could just cry and just be open with and just, you know, what I'm saying say what I really want to say. That's like deep down in me, like get your support system. That's going to help so much with your processing because also at the same time we're having a support system and just the fact that, you know, either you've experienced grief before or eventually you will, people have other insights that you probably did not know about or you may not even have considered. So definitely get a support system. Okay. And number three, this is so important. Don't get discouraged. Okay. This is a marathon. This is not a sprint. Okay. Um, if you're not sure what that is, I ran track. I was a sprinter. You know what I'm saying? It was it was short, quick, to the point, just be fast and just go. You know, marathon, you have to pace yourself. You know what I'm saying? You can't exert yourself in the very beginning because you got a way to go. So don't get to don't get discouraged when maybe the plan doesn't work the first time. Or don't get discouraged when you're when you feel like you're processing. But you, one day you wake up and, and, and you're in the, the denial, you know, denial stage or you're in the depressed stage or you're in the angry stage. Like, don't get discouraged about that. Keep executing the plan that you set. OK, um, continue to keep moving forward. Um, just keep in mind that this is a marathon. This is not a sprint. This is not going to be something that's going to be super quick. I wish it was. I would love to say, oh, yeah, man, just. It, give it give it like three months and everything will be good. I can't say that because my mom has passed away. She's been gone for like almost eight months. And I still sometimes fluctuate between different stages because it is still so heavy to me. But if it was not for my support system, if it was not for me making plans for when this comes up, um, it would be a very difficult journey to healing. So don't get discouraged. You know what I'm saying? Keep going. Don't stop because something did not happen how it was supposed to happen. Okay. Stay focused. You know what I'm saying? Stay the course because that is so important. Um, 
And remember at the same time, like, it's okay to stop for a second and reevaluate where you are, okay? Because you may have made a plan for this um, amount of time and then you get here and what you thought was going to be here isn't there yet. So now you have to stop and you have to reevaluate. Okay, well, you know what I'm saying? So this is where I am now. I thought I was going to be here, but this is where I am now. So what is it that I need to do to get things going? It's okay to do that, okay? So just reviewing um, the three steps to helping with processing. Um, number one, write the vision and make it plain. Write out how you're going to combat when the different things come and make it plain where you can. It's something tangible, something quick that you can do um, to help you whenever comes. OK, number two, get a support system. Like I said, where there's one or two people, whether it's a whole community, um, whatever, get a support system around you get some people around you get you know what I'm saying some 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 love and support and you know what I'm saying some jokes get people to make you laugh like just get a support system okay and number three don't get discouraged when there are setbacks or when there are things that are going that were not planned or whatever the case may be don't get discouraged okay you keep going okay um there's this movie called um the haunted mansion i think with eddie murphy and there was a scene in the movie where one of the characters was like you know you try and you fail you try you fail you try and you fail but the true failure is when you give up so all those other failures are just kind of like you know what i'm saying like little small setbacks but when you completely give up when you completely stop trying is when you failed so when something doesn't go right, it's a small setback. It is not failure. It is not the end of the world. It is a setback. Y'all, I am so grateful for this series. I am so grateful that this is how I wanted to. This is how I wanted to come back uh, for the relaunch of Girl Code 101. Um, because I feel like this has definitely helped. A lot of people, like I said, I get the DMs on my Inst on the Girl Code 101 Instagram and stuff like this all the time. You know, saying people were saying this is I'm going through this right now, and you know, just or or I understand I understand exactly how this feels because or I'm so grateful that you talked about um, this in the episode. So it, it was so good to be able to know that this series fell on good ground. And that people are like applying it in the different situations that they are in. So thank you so much to everybody who's tuned in for this series. If you did not hear all of the different stages of grief through this series, please go back and listen to them. Um, I think that it would be really um, encouraging and inspiring whether you're going through grief and loss right now or if it is to come up later. Um, so March is Women History Month. So I will be interviewing some amazing women um, and sharing their stories. I think the theme this uh, Women's History Month is celebrating women who tell our story. So like I said, I'm gonna have some pretty amazing women who are going to share their stories and um, just talk about things from a different perspective. And um, the first interview is going to be me, myself, um, and I'm going to be sharing my story. So make sure you tune in for Women's History Month in March because that series is gonna be awesome. 
But thank you so much for everybody who is tuned in and have joined the Girl Code 101 podcast. Tune in for the next episode of Girl Code 101. Bye.